0: Gary, wonderful to have you here. I appreciate you taking some time to be part of our Grounded Toward Growth interview series. It's
1: great to be here and uh, happy 2024.
0: Happy 2024. Thank you. Thank you. So Gary Stockman is both a a Vistage trusted advisor and a chief marketing officer with Chief Outsiders. And we'd like to talk about both uh, Chief Outsider and his work there, as well as uh, his experience with Vistage and being part of the Trusted Advisors group. Um, and just, I wanted to give a little context, Gary. So, the Trusted Advisors is a group that meets for half a day a month, and they are professional service executives um, who come together. It's a non competing group, but we come together to very similar to our CEOs wrestle through issues and opportunities that people have. Uh, through a very simple issue processing methodology and so it's been a i think a fun group certainly for me to get to know and you guys have been an enormous value and resource to my ceos and so that i am eternally grateful for well i'm,
1: I'm glad it works out i mean it's it's a um it's a terrific group and uh, as you say happy that we can be of some assistance yeah um, you know to your to your ce's but also. You know, and I guess maybe we'll talk about this later. You know, those of us who are members of the Trust Advisor Group get a lot out of that peer group as well for for ourselves and our businesses.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. That's good to hear. So, can you tell us a bit, Gary, about yourself, your background, what led you to Chief Outsiders, and the services that uh, you know? What services is it that you offer there?
1: Yep, uh, that's great. And uh, let me start with the sort of what what is Chief Outsiders, right? Um, so Chief Outsiders is a is a, a, a firm comprised of fractional executives who are dedicated to helping our clients grow. Um, and those executives are either fall on the marketing side, which is my background, or on the sales side. And I have a number of colleagues um, who are chief sales officers as well. And the reason we recently added the sales component is because we find that they're so inextricably linked sales and marketing um that addressing both often is is something that's required for our clients um but uh, chief outsiders is a organization founded actually back in 2009 um as a fractional chief marketing officer organization and you know if you think about it back in 2009 you had to sort of explain to people what a fractional executive was. Um, there were some, I think, um, uh, fractional CFOs, you know, from a finance standpoint, but that was about as far as it went. Um, and, um, you know, the the founders of the company uh, had the idea that that um, uh, particularly small to mid-sized firms would benefit from the experience of people who um, served at larger organizations, you know, sophisticated marketing operations, And that it would be appropriate to have their expertise available on a fractional basis. And that led to the founding of of Chief Outsiders. We're now, uh, I think, 130 plus executives. uh, We're around the country. Um, We've served uh, almost 1,900 clients at this point, um, including a couple hundred that come out of private equity. So the, the concept has been very well received and has, has grown uh, exponentially and, and frankly, so is Chief Outsiders.
0: Um,
1: so, so my background, uh, unlike a lot of my colleagues um, who came up strictly on the corporate side, uh, I come from an agency background. Uh, I was, um, uh, and let's just call it 20 plus years um, on, the, uh, on the agency side um, with um, time spent out in Silicon Valley. Uh, in New York, um, and um, uh, what I really enjoyed about that was the variety of agency life, the ability to work with multiple clients, uh, and to help them with the challenges that they were facing. Uh, I did um, move on to a corporate role um, as a chief marketing and communications officer um, here in the in the, um, the 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 DC, Virginia, Maryland area uh, for about seven years. And from there, I, I came and joined uh, Chief Outsiders. And what's sort of ideal about this for me is it combines the best of both worlds. It combines what I was able to do on the corporate side to have meaningful impact, um, to make things happen for the organization, and to drive the business, uh, but also the variety that that uh, I really enjoyed about agency life. So it's been it's been a great fit for me.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So one of the let me just reflect a bit on. What I see with your interaction with um, my CEO, so I've got thirty CEOs in these two chief executive groups, and and we talk a lot about growth. We talk about business growth, which leads to organizational growth, which leads and which also includes personal growth as CEO. And um, and what's fascinating for me to see is that as you go from three million to fifteen to thirty to 100 million and beyond, the, the needs of the organization change dramatically. And there's a point at which um, they might be able to bring on a full-time marketing director, some, or person position like that. But in those early years, um, there's oftentimes um, no marketing or even, usually there's sales, but not at a strategic level. So So the strategic insights um, the having been there, done that, does not exist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so being able to refer people to you, even if they're a small three to five million million uh, dollar million revenue company, has been incredibly important for those CEOs, just to understand what is marketing? What is sales? What is the link to the business strategy? What do I need to be thinking about as an organization? So as a fractional resource I uh, you know that that you grow and evolve as our businesses and CEOs grow and evolve and um, and I was just wondering if you could share more about what it's what it's like on your end as you see these CEOs evolve and grow
1: it's a great question um, you know the the through line for us um, in the work that we do is growth. Um, almost always. Um, it's it's a growth challenge that comes from either a shift in the market, uh, you know, market forces, market opportunities. Um, it's getting from this level to the next level and scaling a business. Um, very often there's that old adage, what got you here won't get you there. Uh, and, I, and I think it I think it does apply. And I've worked with um, a number of the six companies that were very successful at getting to a point, that point could be 3 million, 5 million, could even be 50 million. But the basis on which the company was built from a marketing and and probably from a sales standpoint, didn't allow it to scale. Um, You know, the, the, a lot of the growth came from the personal networks of the founders or there were, there was such a market tailwind that basically they just needed to be present, and the business came to them. Well, that doesn't yeah. last forever. Yeah. Um, and so the the question then becomes, you know, how do you build a scalable go to market approach that can take what you've done really well, um, you know, and gotten you as successful as you've become, uh, and will help get to that next level? And that's a lot of what we do is to is to solve growth challenges um, by taking that strategic view um, and then working through to execution,
0: to deliver business outcomes. Absolutely. So could you describe, what does a engagement typically look like? And if there is, is such a thing, but how do you approach a CEO who is saying, you know, I think I, I need to consider this?
1: Well, the, the first thing we do is to have a detailed conversation about the state of their business. Um, what's working, what's not? Um, what's the growth potential? And in particular, what's the unrealized growth potential? Um, and how do we get a, how do we get our arms around that? Um, and you know, is there an opportunity to put a more concerted marketing effort in place that will help achieve that that potential, that unrealized potential? Um, and those those discovery conversations um, are generally very useful not only for us as as prospective um, you know providers of services, but also as a clarifying conversation for our CEOs or our, our prospective CEOs. Um, you know, just being asked the question, just being able to take that step back and consider, uh, uh, here's where I want to go. How can I get there? What are my potential paths? Um, what gaps do I need to close? What opportunities can I seize on? Um, that 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 discovery is is um, among the more fun parts of what we do um, yeah. because you're really starting to explore, um, you know the the the, the potential of, of a business to go from one level to the next.
0: And as you identify those needs, what is it you do to then look inside chief outsiders to determine who the right fit would be for that client?
1: Well, then the question becomes what's the nature of the engagement? in some in some cases, in many cases actually we become essentially an acting CMO, an acting chief marketing officer within the organization. So on a fractional basis, um will you know, we'll run the day-to-day uh, in the meantime, even while we're building perhaps a more strategic plan to move forward. Um, those fractional engagements often entail the articulation of a go-to-market plan, assessing current resources, staffing, agency to see whether they're meeting the, the, not only the needs of the organization today but where the organization wants to go, um, understanding, you know, again, what those other opportunities are. And, and in a lot of cases, um, formalizing an understanding of the target customer. Um, what we find is a lot of companies in the early phase kind of know instinctively who their ideal customer is. Right. When it comes time to scale a go-to-market approach, it requires a little bit more formal articulation of, of, of who your prospects are. Uh, and how best to go after them. So in some cases, we're we're a fractional CMO. In other cases, um, it's, a, it's a defined project. Um, I need someone to help me set this up, right? I need somebody to address this adjacent market opportunity that none of our my current staff have had an opportunity to look at, but I need somebody with some expertise to very quickly make that assessment and, and, and develop a strategic recommendation.
0: I know some of our folks, you know, we have quite a few folks who are GovCon and, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's a point at which they say, you know, maybe we need to pursue the commercial market as well. And that would be, it's a new ball game.
1: Very different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Very different approach. Um, I, I, I ask you to put your crystal ball on a bit. So, you know... The changes that are happening are so rapid, and I I, I think change is exponential. And now we're looking at AI. Um, Then we have, you know, on the downsides, we have cybersecurity issues, right? So we've got this protective thing going on that we all need to worry about. We've got these incredible opportunities for AI that we're probably just beginning to explore. What are the implications when you look out 2024, 2025, again, from a marketing and sales perspective, what do you see as some of the biggest opportunities and challenges coming down the pike?
1: I mean, I think AI is a tremendous opportunity. There's no question about it. And we've, you know, at Chief Outsiders, we spent a lot of time um, developing expertise, particularly as obviously AI applies to, to marketing and sales. Um, and I think it, it's still early days, but there, there are the, the the opportunities to apply AI, even as, as it exists today, are quite significant. Whether it's something as simple as, as brainstorming or giving a, you know, a, a getting a market snapshot um, or a, a prospect snapshot very quickly, um, whether it's testing uh, various theories, um, aggregating information, you know, right now uh, AI, to me at least, represents a very robust toolbox. Um, it still needs the person who knows how to use the tools. Um, yeah. I don't think we're at a point now where you can you, you can simply tell uh, an, an agent, you know, what you need and have it delivered and, f- you know, fully finished um, and, and so on. So, you know, the good news is there's still a role, a human role here, obviously, yeah. a significant one. Yeah. But, the, but the, the power that AI can put in the hands of people to either accomplish more or accomplish faster is really very exciting. And um, we're spending a lot of time exploring, you know, how that, how that applies. And, and frankly, um, you know, using those tools that I talked about Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Um, I think, you know, we're going to continue to be challenged from a marketing perspective um, at, at, at reaching people um, and doing it effectively, Um, you know, digital tools. And, and I've spent a lot of time, you know, uh, my digital experience goes back to learning Unix, <laughs> to, to be wow. able to, to wow. communicate on what was the early World Wide Web. So I've seen the entire arc um, from 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 then to now. Um, the ability to reach people is sort of unprecedented. The ability to reach the right people in the right way um, becomes more complicated
0: every day. Yeah. yeah, no, well, it is the brave new world is, uh, is here. Huh? It so, is, it's exciting okay. Yeah, no, it is exciting, great opportunity. Um, Let me shift gears a bit. Um, uh, Chief Outsiders is a national sponsor of Vistage, and so we've got quite a relationship built between uh, the two organizations, um, and and that's a bit how that's how we were introduced. And so I'm thrilled to have you a part of this trusted advisor group. Um, As you think about, as you thought about at the time, and you think about your time with Vistage, what are some of the key reasons for joining? This uh, trusted advisor group, and what are some of the value that you've realized being part of the group? Um, so the
1: the concept of the trusted advisor, I think, is an interesting one. And in a in a previous life, I had an opportunity, and I've mentioned this to you before, to do a seminar with David Meister, who yeah. is sort of widely regarded as the person who coined the term trusted advisor. And I remember. He, he he defined you know he wrote a whole book so there's a, a book that defines what a trusted advisor is but there's also just a, a, a phrase which which has stuck with me since since I heard him say it which is a, a trusted advisor is someone that a, a client turns to when they're not even sure they can help. Um, and and I think that that really wow. for me uh, sort of encapsulates what the trusted advisor, concept is, um, and what what I've enjoyed about about um, my time with Vistage, Rick, is when you've connected me with, um, you know, a chief executive who is trying to figure things out, um, is is trying, to, you know, is trying to answer usually a growth question, right? How do I get from here to there? And what are some things I ought to be thinking about? Not every one of those conversations has turned into business for chief outsiders. That's fine. Right. Sure. Um, we're, we're good with that. Um, but all of them I think have been very useful certainly for me, I hope for them in helping to understand the art of the possible and and some of the things they might want to be thinking about And that in essence, I think is what a trusted advisor does.
0: Well I, I that definition is is uh, very real to me and I think what makes uh, what really makes our group, so valuable to me and my members, my CEO members, is that I can do just that. I can pick up the phone or send an email and just say, hey, Gary, I'd love for you to connect with so-and-so. They have a question about X, Y, or Z. And I don't know if it will help, but I know you're going to bring so much more expertise than I could ever dream to have. Uh, and that goes for you know our personal wealth management folks, our commercial insurance and risk people our hr people our investment banking folks so it's um really a um, it's a great team and, and it's also been fun to see how multiple members of our trusted advisor group are sometimes working with the same client and so yeah. it almost becomes a synergistic uh offering and it's enormously helpful because you you you're kind of looking at that elephant from your respective perspective and, uh, and the whole, the whole is quite exciting. So. It it, It, it really
1: is. And, and, you know, and, and you, I I give credit to you for the group you've assembled because um, they're all great people and I look forward to getting together with them each month. Um, And it's been surprising, I think, um, you know, in our last meeting, uh, you know, we had a couple of guests and I, and I, I you know, that one of the guests commented that they got more out of our session um, and what people were willing to share than they had some something else that required a much more significant investment of their time. Yeah. And that's the way I always feel, um, yeah. it, you know, is is an opportunity to either contribute to challenges that somebody in a group is having or to have my own challenges interrogated in a way that, you know, goes well beyond what I could have done on my own.
0: And what I have found so exciting about our issue processing, it's not just solving problems. It's way beyond that. There's a depth to our conversations that are really exciting. I mean, there's new thinking that emerges. There's connections that people are making. Oh, my gosh, just hadn't thought of it that way. And I think part of that is the diversity of Mm. expertise and thought and opinion in the room. So it really has been a, a lot of fun.
1: No, I, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. And, and you know, hopefully we do provide value, you know, to the to yep. the chief executives in, yep. in, in your group. But we also provide value to one another. So it's, a, it's really kind of a win, win, win.
0: Good. Great. Well, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I want to thank you for your uh, all the work you do and the contributions to our members. And I will see you tomorrow at our meeting. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.